Welcome to another edition of JB's Driving Podcast. I am extremely late in getting this out, and I need to apologize to everybody. It's been a very hectic week here in Maryland uh, due to snowstorms, holidays, and three kids. I just was unable to put together the type of show that I normally like to put together. It happened to me a couple weeks ago as well, and I I apologize. Um, So I'm going to get you sucker. Part two is going to be unedited. Hopefully it's just as entertaining. Um... On the plus side, Paul and I recorded Star Wars New Hope uh, two nights ago, and it was probably our best podcast yet. I think it's appropriate for our 10th movie. So um, thankfully, I do have time, and, and I have enough time to really focus on editing that show, and it's worth the listen. It is, it is a great episode, and I'm looking forward to bringing that. But in the meantime, I'm going to get you sucker. Totally worth the listen. Totally worth watching on it if you have Amazon Prime as well. A, a very good movie. A very funny movie. Anyway, here is uh, I'm Going to Get You a Sucker Part 2. He goes to look for him, and out in the city is this the, the youth gang competition. Yeah, he's, he's throwing a youth gang competition. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's Spade is, uh, sorry, Slade is sponsoring a youth, comp, a youth gang competition, which includes awesome events like Running from the police with TVs. While they're carrying the TV TVs. on their shoulder. Dogs are chasing them. Right. <laughs> Stripping a car in a time in a time test. And mugging senior citizens. <laughs> so you have Skip Allen, who is played by David Allen Greer. Yes. Is it, is, Fucking David Allen Greer is, yeah, does one of the best white black guys ever. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ! I don't think he does that because it's very similar to his gay guy character, but both of them are so good, so man. Good. He is so goddamn good at that. The, you know what? I my favorite David Allen Greer scene was in Jumanji. Okay, uh, when he, no, no the the original Jumanji, oh. he's played a cop, and there's a scene. Where the fucking like this big vine comes out and grabs the grabs the cop car and then drags it back into the woods and he's just like, fine, take it. <laughs> it's just that you if you get a chance to sit down and watch that, that scene okay. is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. Not to do that. <laughs> it's just his reaction to that vine taking the car is so goddamn funny. Uh, but you know what? Also, this particular role, if you you know, if you want to see an expanded version of this role, then you have to watch Amazon Women on the Moon oh, because he does. About, oh, that the first. He, oh my god, he does the 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 apartment from hell. No, 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 no. That's that's um. Oh, that's uh, that's Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. Right. David Allen Greer plays the guy who has the illness where he has no blackness. So he talks completely like a white guy, but he turned it around and started a singing career, and he starts singing all these country, (laughs) a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. (laughs) Holy shit. Now I got to watch that movie. Oh, my God. He is so fucking funny in that movie. I love that movie. That was originally the movie we were planning on doing, but oh, God, that movie is so great. It is so goddamn yeah. great. Oh my god! I mean, it's amazing. You forget about all these great freaking movies. Fucking David Allen Greer in that movie is so goddamn <laughs> funny, though. 
<laughs> Does he have like a little scarf around on his on his? Uh, I don't remember. I just scarf. remember him dancing where because <laughs> yes. he, he has no soul whatsoever. Yeah, no soul. So he's like kind of dancing like a white guy yes. where he's snapping. Yes, <laughs> and he's just like yes. tie a yellow ribbon <laughs> round the old oak tree. It's so fucking great. So anyway, yeah, he's doing that same character. Yeah, he's interviewing John Slade. He's looking at <laughs> and, him like he's a third eye. And, he, and then fucking John Slade's like, you know what I mean, brother? Like, well, actually, no. I, I grew up in a mostly white <laughs> <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah. It's so good. So after the interview, Jack finally tracks him down and tells him about Junebug. And that's when... uh. And who he is, and that's when John begins reminiscing about Ma Bell. Yeah. And it starts to turn chocolate as he's talking about her ass and all. Right. <laughs> and meanwhile, Jack's just standing there like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> um, uh, so then, of course, because he shows them the picture of Junebug, John's like, yeah, how does he go to the bathroom with all that shit on? <laughs> yes. So you get that, that revision. I think that's the last one, but that one. Yeah. <laughs> he's my favorite. He's my favorite character in the entire thing, Slade. Who is Slade? Who's played by um God damn. I forget his name, but he was a he was a famous black exploitation actor. Yeah, yeah, him. he was a black exploitation film actor and Oh, uh, god damn it. Why am I blanking oh, on his name um, too? Yeah, I forget his name, but I didn't write it on here for some reason because I probably knew it. Yeah. Burn isn't it like Bernie uh uh, he was the guy. Bernie Casey. Bernie, yeah, he was Bernie the Casey. guy who was um, Casey, yeah. Revenge of the Nerds. Yes, he was Lambda Lambda Lambda. Yeah, the head of head Lambda, 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 Lambda Lambda Lambda. Yeah. So also yeah. Also a famous blackboard date. Yeah. So um, so John says Slade says he was he was forced to retire because he was too violent and didn't want to die. So Jack goes somewhere else. That being the Black Revolution headquarters. To oh find God! Help. Yes. And this is great. This is great. I. I I don't know if I put it in here or not. When I watched it, originally, I, I had no idea. But when I watched it again now, I did not realize Kalinga's wife was Eve Plum. From, from Brady Bunch, yes. Right. I didn't realize that's who it was. And then, of course, I saw her in the, the credits at the end. I had to go back and watch that scene again. Yeah. I told my kids to come down to watch that scene because that scene is... That is one of the funniest goddamn scenes ever, especially with the goddamn Brady Bunch music yeah. playing in the background. Yes. It is so fucking so funny. You, so you have Kalinga, who is the leader of the Black Revolution, and, and this is like all decked out like a Black Panther, um, a Black Panther uh, headquarters with bits. Well, it's all it's the power. Nation of Islam type thing. Yeah, it's like just all posters on the wall, the fist and all that. It's all African... Yeah. Stuff and and everything else. It's funny because he walks in there and he's like, "Are um, Spade is like, are you Kalinga?" He's like, "Are you the CIA?" No, he's like, "Oh yes, I am." I am Kalinga. <laughs> it's played by Clarence William the Third, by the way, another big time, huge black actor. Uh, mostly more, more recently known for um, Tales from the Hood yes. and a couple other. Uh, he was also involved with the Leprechaun movies at some point in time, but oh, I don't I remember where. I had no idea. At, uh, Leprechaun in the Hood, I think he was in that one. Huh. huh, I had no idea. Yeah, it was something like that. But he he's he always kind of had carried himself like more of a regal tone to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not in this role, but most of the roles that he played. 
So, so anyway, he was he's a good actor. So, I I think he's passed at this point. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So Jack's I haven't going seen him to in a while. Him, you know, Jack's going to ask him to help, and Kalinga is like, you know, would you like something to eat or drink? He opens the refrigerator, and it's like a bunch of just everything made from beans. Yeah, everything's made made by beans. I don't. I'm guessing that that was kind of like an African thing back in the '80s. Because yeah. honestly, I, I you know, I, I'm too. It's been so long. I don't remember. Yeah, if it was like a big like bean pies and bean soda and bean, I don't really remember. But it's it was just kind of a stupid little throwaway joke. So they sit down at the desk, and that's when he's asking further going to ask for help. And Kling is like, "Well, we were once a thousand a thousand persons strong, right? And we went to go protest. (laughs) We went to go protest a new government building. (laughs) With the brothers went in there with shotguns, and they came out with jobs." And they were no longer angry any longer. <laughs> because, because when they went, when he planned it, it was doing a hiring day. Right. <laughs> they were at a job fair there. <laughs> so then you have fucking, like we were saying before, Kalinga's wife comes out, who's played by Eve Plum, who was Jan Brady from the Brady Bunch. Uh-huh. Uh, obviously, she's like super white. The kids are... Yeah, super white, like I mean, come out, the fucking white. kids are like, uh, what would you? What are they called? Scandinavian. Uh, uh, what is it called when you have no pigment? Ginger. No, no, you have like Albino. no skin. Albinos. Albinos. They almost look like they're fucking albinos. The two kids, um, but they come out. And they're like real militant. Real like militant, they yeah. play like militant black kids. <laughs> and yes. you hear the Brady Bunch playing in the background, which was hilarious. Now the daughter here is from Jurassic Park. Right. And yeah. I didn't even recognize the her at the time. Jurassic but yeah, Park. that makes it. But she didn't really have much a role. Like the best part was definitely the son when he's telling his story about Abraham Lincoln. When that poor white trash <laughs> shot that poor other white poor white trash. <laughs> <laughs> and Kling is like, yes, yes, you may go watch TV. <laughs> My little white guy or something. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking great. <laughs> so Jack realizes he's not going to get any help there, so he goes to the diner to see Cheryl, and that's when he's accosted by the two of Mr. Big Guys. Right. And as he's about to fight them, Mama comes Mama in. Mama busts in. Mama busts in. And <laughs> the, her stunt double, who was like, Hispanic with a mustache, male. Yes. Oh my God. That's. The, I remember as a kid, I couldn't stop laughing like out loud at that fucking scene with that. And the guy just shows up out of. It's just like it's so obvious that it's like a Mexican dude with a mustache, and he starts doing these flips and beating the shit out of the two uh, bad guys. It's just fucking hilarious. It it remind. There's that scene like that in. Um, Naked Gun 2, when he's like beating the crap out of him, he's doing all these flips and shit, and then he he get oh when when he falls through the roof and he puts his head and and he's yeah. got all that shit on his face and then he just kind of puts his head down and <laughs> comes back up and it, everything's perfect. Like you see those kinds of scenes all the time, but it's it's that kind of scene. It's just great. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay, it's okay. So. After Mama beats up two of Mr. Big's guy, they, they go back to her apartment where Jack's yelling at her for keep on uh, jumping in. And that's when Mama starts taunting him. When he was younger, he got his ass kicked by, uh, by the Evan Midgets. The, yeah, and some chick. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember chick. the girl's name. 
Jack, Cheryl. Cheryl. No, no, no. Cheryl was the girlfriend. God damn it. I can't think of her name. So the mama taunts him. He's like, I got to step in because you get your ass kicked. And uh, that's when Jack later says, man, family full of midges aren't kids. That's a gang. Right. <laughs> Uh, Jack threatens to end things with Cheryl and find Mr. Big when John Slade shows up. Yeah, he just, it just happens to show up. To help yeah, him. and there's like kind of like a love innuendo between him and Ma Bell. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he goes to talk to Jack, mm-hmm. and that's when they end up walking. Isn't that where they end up walking outside? Yeah, they end up walking outside. Um, and they have the shootout when the shootout uh, Willie and uh, Willie and Lenny are Lenny up. are up on the roof and they're uh, shooting at Jack and they have and they shoot the white guy yeah. and and they have the woman there and they have the they have the the real sensitive music and she's like I've been waiting six years for this and he's got the the ring and shit yeah. and then he picks up the fucking body and uses it <laughs> as a human shield so, <laughs> so yeah so so they're getting shot at by Lenny and Willie and meanwhile. Uh, Spade's running around like his ass is, you know, he just doesn't know what right. to do. <laughs> That's what they're shooting. What? they shooting. He's <laughs> like, what are all those badges for? And he starts saying, well, this is for surfing. This is for being a <laughs> filing cabinet man or something like that. <coughs> and that's when Slade picks up the uh, the dude's body and uses it, uses it as a human shield as he's approaching. Um, yeah. And then don't they go up to the roof? They go to the roof. They get Lenny and Willie, and then they're like, you know, there's two ways off this roof. (laughs) Over the side or down the stairs. We'll take the stairs. (laughs) Throwing down the stairs. So that's when they go to Sam's bar to go get some weapons. Yeah, because because Slade says they need need to get his gang back together or something along the lines of that. And this is where the Kim Wayans scene is, where she's she's singing, uh, what is is she singing? Saints Go Marching. Saints Go Marching in. <laughs> and and she starts just cons- like overacting and and like she's falling over herself and everything else. So that's where the the whole director sister joke comes in. Yeah. So so they end up talking to the the uh, the nightclub bartenders and uh, Sladen says he needs to talk to uh, one of his old friends about scoring. And he's like, all right, he'll, he'll be here eventually. So they go to the uh, booth. It's One Eye Sam. One Eye Sam. That's right. One Eye Sam. They go to the booth to wait for one eye Sam to show up, and that's as you said when Kim Wayne's up up there overacting, and they they have an opportunity to order some drinks, and Slade orders like a uh, whiskey double, whiskey double, whiskey double, and then and then uh, Spade orders a Pepsi double, right? And, and Slade's just looking, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with? He's like, when's the last time you got laid, boy? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he starts talking about making love and getting laid, and he's like, you know. Making love is what I do with your mom. Getting laid, and he points to this girl at the end of the bar who, who's just looking Cherry. at Cherry. Cherry, who comes over to them, their their uh, their table. And, of course, Kim Waynes is having a spastic. She's, like, rolling on the ground and all that, and that's when the director's joke. It's like, how did she get that job? You know, director's... Uh, director's sister. Director's sister. You know, they're re- in reality, it's Keenan Wayne's sister. Um so Cherry sits down. There's some sexual innuendo, and she's like, "I want 12 inches." I love this because of, of Bernie Casey's expression, like he's 12 inches. He's like, "Ooh, right." Yeah. And Keenan and I, he's like, 
Yeah, I got 12 inches. I got 12 yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like all goo goo, uh, gaga for her. So they end up going to, uh, up to uh, Cheryl's oh. room. Or Cherry, Cherry's Cherry, room. Cherry's I keep saying room. Cheryl. Cherry's room, sorry. And he reveals that he doesn't have. Well, I don't really <laughs> have the 12 inches. <laughs> She's like, well, that's okay. These eyes. They aren't really green. These aren't green. <laughs> and he's like, oh, thank God. And then she starts, like, she takes off her hair. Yeah. Then, what, what, what is her? Is her, her hair. She, she pulls her hair off. <laughs> and, then, and then she then she takes her tits off. And then she takes her ass off. <laughs> and then she pops off her left leg. I like her hair. Because her hair. Because she's like, got that one little string hanging off. With a bow tie with a bow <laughs> And she hops after him after he leaves. He just yeah, runs away. It's fucking great. <laughs> um, so then he goes back to find Slade still sitting there. He's like, what happened? Oh, doesn't, you know, rushes over. That's when one-eyed Sam shows up, and they go back to his bunker where they're looking at these dirty-ass weapons. And that's when Sam realizes that uh, Jack was in the arm, and they start... Uh, Comparing, Compar- them, and they've got the same badges. And this was surfing. I got that badge too. <laughs> and meanwhile, Slade's like, I thought, you know, weren't you in the war? He's like, I was administrator, like something like administrator. Administration. Administration. Um, Jack. So Jack leaves to go up the uh, cream the gun, and he got sent home because he got a remember he got a purple heart because he got shot in the eye with a uh, paperclip. paperclip. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was one eyed Sam. So Jack leaves to clean up the guns while John goes to recruit the rest of the, the old crew. Um, so this is kind of like the, the romantic moment of the movie when Jack and Cheryl back in his room and Cheryl asks Jack why he didn't stay in touch with them after he left for the army. He tells her he wanted to, but he wasn't, just, he wasn't good enough for her. And then Jack asks, uh, asks Cheryl why he married Junebug she tells him because it reminded her of Jack, and then they make out. Right. They well, it, it fades to black, so it's they assumed. Sex. They have sex. And yeah. then we go to one of the more iconic scenes oh, of I'm going to get you something. You can take it from here. You can take this. The fucking Hammer and Slammer diner scene with Ham- Chris Rock. And Hammer and Slammer are played by? Uh, it is um, Jim Brown is Slammer, mm-hmm. and Isaac Hayes is Hammer. Yes. Both... Uh, Brown, former Cleveland Cleveland Browns running back, one of the all-time greats. Yeah, and of course Isaac Hayes. Most people at this point know him from South Park, mm-hmm. the earlier seasons of South Park. But he was in both of those guys were big in black exploitation yep. films. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Isaac Hayes might even have been up for the role of Shaft at one point in time, but I don't know that he ever played it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So Chris Rock. Plays like kind of like a crackhead, crackhead. type character, Great similar scene. to his character in New Jack City, actually. But he comes in and he uh, he asks how much the ribs are, and it's like four ninety nine. How much for just one rib? One but the the funny thing is, is that everybody remembers that scene as how much for just one rib because I think that's in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But in the actual movie, he doesn't actually say how much for just one rib. Um, How much for a drink? How about if you just pour it in my hand? You pour it, yeah. Pour it in my hand, I can sip. A dollar. (laughs) And then, uh, so, (laughs) 
after everything said and done, like it just poured in my hand for ten cents. <laughs> for ten cents. And uh, like after everything said and done, he's just like, "Can you break a hundred? Yeah, he pulls out this big wad of money, <laughs> big this big circle of, of money. Uh, so at that scene. Is just it was just one of the fun. It was it was the one that everybody talked about yeah. when when they saw this movie. That was kind of the one everybody talked Great about, so, and it was kind of before. I think it was before Chris Rock was. was anybody. Oh yeah, oh yeah, young Chris Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you he, should see this movie before you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast. Um. So, but Hammer and Slammer agreed to help John in his quest to take down Mister Big. So then John visits another one of his old compatriots, a fly guy. Yeah, fly guy who was the pimp. He was a pimp in the 70s. He was a pimp in the 70s, and he's about to get out. Right, he's going to get out because he he took the fall for Mr. Big. Yep. Over something they don't explain. Yeah, they just took the fall for Mr. Big. So he's been in jail since the 70s, 70s. and now it's been like 10 years. It's been 10 years, and he's reminiscing about being pimp of the year. Yep. And there's this great scene, they flash back to the Pimp of the Year competition where he comes out and, bitch better have my money. Yeah, he does his poem. <laughs> the bitch better have my money. It's, it's great. You you have to watch. Rain through shine. Bitch better have my money. So he wins. and uh, But he says, I'm, I'm not into this anymore. I'm going to get out and. Go straight or or no, he's going to get back what was his. Oh, go back. That's what he said. He didn't want to get involved with Mr. Big. He wanted to get back what was his. That's right. Get back what was his. So you flash flash over to Hammer and Slammer who in the car, and this is important uh, because you have uh, Slammer bitching about his bunions. Yeah. Yeah, he's got bunions. Just about his bunions. And they stop at a stoplight, and you got like all these crackheads jump on his car and trying they to see him. They're like, "Oh man!" Trying to wash his window, which I don't think it's as big of an issue anymore, even in the big cities. But like back in the late, in the mid '80s and shit like that, you'd have these window washers that would run out, and literally your window would be. Dirtier when they were done, yeah, because yeah, they used. But it was like their way of making a buck yeah, on the side of the road. Now they just hold a sign and don't want to do shit. <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. So the fly guy gets out of jail. He puts on his big ass brim hat and all his pimp attire, which includes these these high these, these shoes that have these. He's got the high tie. The high. What are they called? They no actually idea. had a name, and I forgot what it is. But essentially, it was it was these uh, platform shoes. Platform shoes. That- and the platform shoes. It, it's the old version with the goldfish in the. You know, it's clear <laughs> glass with water, and it's got a goldfish in it. Like that was actually a thing. I can't believe that was actually a thing. Hey, goldfish in the <laughs> shoes. So he's walking out of jail. You know, trying to be all cool, strutting his stuff in his old 70s pimp outfit, and people just start laughing at him. Oh, he they're laughing their ass off at him. <laughs> laughing his ass off at him. You know, he's still trying to act cool, speeds up a little bit, and that's like... And that's when he steps down too hard and cracks the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody starts busting yeah. his ass, and he starts running away. It's, the, the whole thing is just... It's just funny. It's nonsense, but it's funny. But two other people laughing at him happen to be Marlon and Sean Waynes. Yeah, I'm sure if you look closely, you could see it. So, it's over at Mama's apartment. That's when John shows up to get Jack and be and uh, getting ready to go go to war here. But there's these people following uh, 
following behind John. Yeah, John Slade. That's when who are these guys? My theme music. Every good hero should have some. And as they start walking, they start playing they, they like start, the shaft music. It is, it is a shaft music. It is a shaft music. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's 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 it, it's um. It was the originally sung by Isaac Hayes. That's what Isaac Hayes had to do with Shaft. That's why I kept putting them together with Shaft. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, Isaac Hayes was kind of like Luther Vandross. He had that same kind of sound to his voice, and he did do some singing in the late 70s and the 80s and shit. But he was, you know, he his career basically came out of the black exploitation stuff yep. in the seventies. That old voice, yeah. Now he's a Scientologist. Yeah, that's why him and South Park kind of broke up because they shit on South. I mean, South they, Park shit on yeah. South. Yeah, <laughs> and yes. then they turned around and made him into uh, like a pedophile rapist, <laughs> and, then <killed laughs> and then killed him off. <laughs> it was so fucked <laughs> up. Don't mess with those guys. It was so great, yeah. but it was so fucked up because they they really put that character up on a shelf. Like Chef was like yeah, the shit. shit for that show for like the first four Chocolate seasons or whatever. Balls. I mean, they loved him. Yeah, and then when they did the Scientology thing and he blew his top, lost his shit. Yep. Actually, I think it was the second one. I think he he complained when they did the Scientology thing, and then they. They promised not to do it again, and they did it again. Oh, and he got really okay. pissed off and quit. I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but then that's when they they ended the season. They came back the next season, and he they he made him into a yeah, pedophile yeah. rapist, <laughs> and then killed him <laughs> off with some off nasty shit. <laughs> he got mauled by uh, he got mauled by man bear pig or something. Man bear pig or something. I, I don't mauled, know. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good. Anyway, so now we're at the warehouse. Right. And it's John Jack, Hammer, Slammer, and they're waiting for Kung Fu Joe, which is possibly my favorite character. I love Kung Fu Joe. Kung Fu Joe, who, as I said, the uh, actor played an American ninja. Yeah. And they're going to start their their attack on Mr. Big, and that's when... uh, um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Jack asks... Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's when uh, Jack X Slammer. What makes you think you can be a black hero? Or no, yes. no, no. Slammer, Slammer asked, asked Jack, Jack "What, what makes, makes you think you can be, be a black, black hero?" <laughs> and he's like, "I used to be an ex football player." <laughs> and that's, and that's of course, Jim Brown was the running back for the Cleveland Browns. And when he retired, he immediately jumped into playing these black exploitation <laughs> roles <laughs> as a you know black hero. So he has a moment of introspection. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it just so happens that Bernie Casey and Fred Williamson were also professional yeah, football players right. before becoming actors. Yeah, Br- like, Bernie Casey. I don't. Was he professional? Yeah, he was professional. Because I know he played in college. I didn't know he was yeah, professional. He was, both were professional. So. And uh, the hammer, uh, Fred the Hammer was a professional football player, but he didn't play as long. None of them were as big as as Jim Brown, Jim Brown though. Is a, is a legitimate legend. He's one of the greatest of all time. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a, he's I don't a, think any of the other guys are. Oh, God no. So they decide they're going to go after uh, Mr. Big's outlet, like outfits, and the first one being the Big Brim Club. The first, the Big Brim Club. Everybody in this club is wearing these Big Brim hats. Right. So they go in there. I I thought this was the this was the weakest scene in the movie, in my opinion. It was a weak scene because they show up there, and 
I liked it because that's when, as there's a confrontation, there's a shootout. Um, the midgets, the Evan midgets show says, up. The Evan midgets. <laughs> and he jumps on top and starts kicking. I mean, Slade, Spade starts kicking the shit out of these midgets. Right. <laughs> he just starts crying. And it's the it's the little black midget from uh, me, myself, and Irene. Yeah. I do not know his name. I should know his name because I've seen him in a, like five, six different films, but I don't know his name. Yep. But I do know he was me, myself, and Irene. Yep. But that, that, I agree, this was one of the weaker scenes, though. I just, I yeah, like it was it. just, it was a little too on the nose, Yeah, you know. But, it, I mean, not every scene can be brilliant. And, like, almost every scene in this movie is brilliant Yeah, for comedy. Yeah. Um, but this was the beginning of their assault on Mr. Big's business. And then they switched to... Uh, Cheryl at the diner, is, yeah. who's having a hard time with the customers. And she's claims that she's having really bad PMS cramps, so she decides to go home. While she's walking home, she's confronted by Lenny, and they have this whole weird, like, uh, possession. Like, she turns around, and she looks like she's possessed by the devil, like, out of The Exorcist. She's like, like, cramps! You know, she looks like... You're you're possessed by the devil. No (laughs) cramps. But meanwhile, Lenny and Willie are, as the movie progresses... They have like a bandage here and a cast here. Right, right. They because they keep getting thrown down the stairs. So like by this point, he's got a neck brace and a, a fucking thing on his leg, yeah. <laughs> a cast on his leg. So she's about to beat the piss out of Lenny. That's when Willie shows up and knocks her out from behind. Right. So they have her now. They've taken Cheryl into custody. Then you have a various uh, various scenes of the uh, slave the crew crew just taking down Mr. Big's business. Um. <laughs> As part of this, like, montage. So then the next day, Mr. Big gets up and calls the cops and says, what the hell? Right. My businesses were all attacked. you got to do something about it, which leads us to the cops pulling over Kung Fu Joe mm-hmm. and trying to plant drugs on him. Mm-hmm. So he turns around and fights the two cops, like, knocks them right out real quick. And the rest of the cops all show up. <laughs> so... <laughs> So then you just see all the cops pulling guns on them, getting ready to shoot them, and then it cuts off of them, and it cuts over to the shootout with Hammer and Slammer um, in the parking lot, and they, you know, that's when Hammer Hammer goes and takes off after the one guy, and Slammer goes off after Willie. Mm-hmm. And you, at this point, you already know that Willie is Mr. Big's, Nephew, nephew yeah. which of course Kadeem Hardison, you know, is very black. Very I mean, black, he's a yes. dark skinned black guy, and Mr. Big is a white guy. Right. So, I mean, that's <laughs> the juxtaposition, obviously, is funny. But um, the uh, so Slammer goes after him, and Hammer ends up going against the other guy, and they catch up to each other, and he just goes and stands like he's about to punch him. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know any of that karate shit. He's like, neither do I. You want to fake it? <laughs> That's right. And they fake, and they fake fight. So they fake fight each other. Meanwhile, it goes back to Kung Fu Joe, who like has looks like he's been shot up like a dozen yeah, times and been through a war. And he goes over and grabs the phone and he calls fucking Slade. <laughs> and they they pull the old joke of the he calls and and he's like, hey, what's up? And and fucking Kung Fu Joe's like, the cops jump me and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. I got gotcha. you. I'm not really here. 
<laughs> and he slides down the wall. He's fucking sleep. What? So, um... So we're, we're setting up for the big finale here. Yeah, so then we jump. We're back to that warehouse they're, again. They're, they're, and they're, they're doing... Uh, I called it an eighty mo- an eighties montage. Yeah, I mean it, it's not the standard like you know fixing up the house and revenge of the nerds type montage, but they play the music in the background yeah. and the whole time they're like getting all their guns together, yes. like gun after gun and loading everything up yes. and getting ready to go. So then you have um, Hammer. He's got like twenty fucking guns. He's got two shotguns and he's got guns in every pocket and all over the, back the fucking place. In his both boots. So he's getting. They're all getting ready to walk out to get in the car, <laughs> and he slips on a fucking bullet and so like shoots himself like a dozen times. He falls on the ground and all his guns go off. Of course, the point of this is is like it eliminates all the crew one by one because he shoots himself. Uh-huh. Then uh, Slade... No, we've got to get to that. This, that's my favorite part of the movie. Oh, okay. Well, that's that coming is, up soon. That is my favorite part of the movie. All right, so now they take off. They go to Mr. Big's warehouse, and John, Jack, and Slammer are on top of the roof across the street, like, making their plan. Making their plan. Part of the plan is Slade is... Slade's supposed to repel from the roof and jump through the window. It's dynamite. And then... Uh, Jack is supposed to go through the window, and Slammer is supposed to go through the door. Well, Slammer gets pissed off. He's like, what, I'm too old that I can't go through the window no more? So he's like, all right, fine. You go through the window, and he'll go through the door. So, of course, Jack goes through the door, and he's, he catches everybody by surprise. Like, he's got them all. They all stop and start running, getting, dropping their guns. So Slammer comes through the window, fucking falls over, and can't get up. <laughs> So Jack's got to turn around and help Slammer get up. So in the process, everybody gets their guns and starts shooting at (laughs) him. Meanwhile, fucking Slade's up on the roof. This is my favorite scene. I I, I remember when I originally saw this. I think I laughed for fun. So Slade's about to rappel down the roof, and he... He sticks some dynamite in his jacket. Yep. He lights it, and you you see him go over the roof. And next thing, he explodes. It's off camera. It makes perfect. He's off camera. The fact that it happens off camera is even better. Because you're waiting. Because every single fight, you've seen that action movie a million times, where the guy's like. He goes and repels down, and then he throws the 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 fucking dynamite through the window or the gas bomb through the window, and take and then he comes in and takes everybody out. He fucking jumps off the roof. He gets two stops down, and then blows the fuck up. They see the Mr. Big's office, and they see the flash. Out the they see the flash out the window, and then just see him fall. <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So there's a gunfight in the warehouse, and that's where Slammer gets shot in the in the bunion. Yeah, yeah, fucking. So they show him laying on the ground, and his foot is his big his toe, toe is just pulsating. Busted through it busted through his shoe. It's like three times as big, and it's pulsating. <laughs> pulsating, mama. <laughs> mama shows up for some reason. Says you better get some Epsom salt for that. <laughs> This is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Mama shows up. Mama shows up. Yeah, because Jack is about to go it alone. So Mama shows up, and he gets pissed. So then Jack locks Mama in a closet Mm -hmm. and then continues on with his gun battle, like just shooting people. Mm -hmm. So then he he takes out a bunch of people, and he stops. And he's got a splinter in his fucking finger. So he kind of recreates that scene from Rambo. 
where Rambo has to use. Do you remember that where yes. Rambo uses the uh, uh, the gunpowder to to seal up the wound and everything yes. in the original Rambo? Mm-hmm. Like they kind of make remake that scene, but it's a splinter on his fucking finger, and he starts yelling. Yeah, that's what he, that's what uh, Jack does here. He has that splinter pulls it out. He yells. Oh. Yeah, it's it, it's it's really well done. Yeah, it is, it is. Um, so then, of course, Jack. They finally get to what is basically the final scene the final in the scene. room. Uh, Jack busts in. This is this is just the comedy of errors type scene where Jack crashes into the room show, and man. and knocks out the one guy. He kills the one guy, and then he's going to help Cheryl. In the meantime, Lenny gets a drop on him, so he drops his gun. Then Fly Guy comes in with his little little hand pistol, like a little woman's gun. gun. And uh, he catches the he he gets the drop on Lenny. So then Mister Big comes in behind Fly Guy and gets the drop on him, and he's about to shoot him. So then. Fucking John Slade, all fucking looking blown up and shit. <laughs> he comes in and he gets the drop on Mr. Big and fucking shoots him. Just shoots him. So then <laughs> they have this little scene where there's like, well, uh, you know, he uh, fucking Lenny's like, I'm going to go straight. I'm going straight. I'm not going to, you know, I'm done with all this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, you know, there's two ways out of here. And so he's like, fuck it. And he jumps out the window. <laughs> and in the meantime, the guy's like, he didn't know about the elevator? Or... <laughs> so that's your big payoff on that. I, I did love that. Yeah. Um, Interesting what you that John Cusack, they actually had a scene with John Cusack in here. I did not. He, yeah, I don't remember him. Final scene, well, it was cut. Oh, okay. John Cusack was supposed to be in the movie. Um and then the last big shoot as a delivery boy, he was he was shot multiple times and was burned by several of the nearly twenty scribs attached to the body, but they didn't they didn't uh use that scene, they cut it. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, John Cusack was almost in this well, he was in the movie, they cut it. Wow, I've never seen that yeah, scene. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? I'd have to find it. I, I don't know if it's yeah, I I, I don't even look on YouTube. Man. I don't look on YouTube. So um, so then they they close it out with like the you know happy ending with they're all in front of the warehouse after the shootout's done, and uh, Jack is getting confronted by uh, Ma Bell, and that's when John tells her that you know he Jack was only doing what I told him to do because I love you Ma, mm-hmm. and or I love you Bell and I I want to be with you, so. She kisses John, Jack kisses Cheryl, and then, of course, Jack starts walking away, and he's got a big crew of people behind him, but they've got, instead of having, like, the old, you know, because uh, John... Horn section. John had a horn section yeah. and all that, and a guitar. He had, like, rappers and yeah. a fucking turntable, and yeah. they, they do the Jack of Spades song yeah. and play it out to the thing. So, you know, thus ending the movie. It, it was... Uh, now, I, once again, the Jack of Spades song, not so good. Not so good. It, it wasn't the best. Um, doesn't hold up as well as the uh, Gold Fever, um, yeah. I'm Gonna Get You Sucker That's song. Great, that still sticks in my mind, in my head. Well, yeah, it's good. So It's a good song. And, you know, like I said, all the 70s music in this movie is great. Yes. 
It's, um, it's, it's, it is a funny, it's a, it's a funny movie. It is a, and it's on Amazon Prime right now. It's yeah, if you got Amazon Prime, check it out. Check it uh, out if it. not, um, I suggest, you know, you could probably buy it digitally on Amazon. You could, there's, there's got to be plenty yeah. of places to get it. But it is, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah. I, I, I said I watched it twice in the past two weeks. I, I wanted to watch it the second time just to watch it because it was funny. Mika's never saw, seen it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's not as mainstream as some people believe it is. No, it's not. Um, she never heard of it before. Because it, like you said, it was early. It was, you know, I didn't know whether it was even before or, or during in Living Color. Um, Which is where a lot of these guys went afterwards. Yeah, I mean, did. pretty much everybody. It was probably before because there was no Jim Carrey. Yeah. I, you would think if it was during in Living well, Color, they would have used Jim Carrey. Yeah. So the Wayans brothers, uh, what's her name? They played Cheryl. Um, they all want to do the Fox show in Living Color, which is funny. Yeah, too. that show was very good. It it was... The Fly Girls. Yeah, well, you had the... Um, I think it's one of the few movies. I think actually when In Living Color was on, it may have been better than Saturday Night Live at the time. Oh, yeah. Because oh, um, oh, Saturday Night Live had its ebbs and flows. Like Saturday Night Live's original cast was really good. Phenomenal. But then you had the 82 cast, which included like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And not that I hated the cast because the cast was fine. It just the writing wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Um and then it started picking up again when you had Piscopo and Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. and um, it, but even the rest the, the rest of that cast really wasn't that good. Mary Gross was fine, and a couple of the other people in that thin, cast were there, were good. Much depth to it, yeah. But there wasn't a lot of depth in that cast. Yeah. But then you, you you know so that was the cast that was going on during this time. Eddie Murphy was kind of leaving, and that's when. They just started with Mike Myers and Dana Carvey and um, Phil uh, Hartman. Yeah. That's when that cast was just starting. So they hadn't gelled yet because they really kind of gelled in like 90, you know, right around that time frame is when they really, really gelled. And they had the Wayne's World and all that shit. Um, And then, of course, that kind of paid it off. And then it turned into uh, Will... Um, you know, Will uh, Anchorman, Will Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell, yeah, Will Ferrell, yeah. Uh, and Will. so you had like a, a period of time after Dana Carvey left, and then Mike Myers, and then you had Adam Sandler, who was, eh, and a lot of that cast was kind of, you know, okay, and then you about Will Ferrell kind of came in, and yeah. it kind of got built again. Anyway, but at the time, it was the, it was it was at the end of Eddie Murphy. And just before, like, the Dana Carvey, you know, Mike Myers, that crew really, really started taking off. Um, Because John Lovitz was on there at the time, and so was Phil Hartman, but it was, I think it was early in Dana Carvey. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So In Loving Color was really good. Um, Then you had... Jim Carrey's career. Yeah, I mean, that... Jim Carrey doesn't have a career without In yeah. Living Color. Because Jim Carrey was good as a stand-up, but not great. No. Like, he basically had one special that came out on Showtime, I believe, where he it was called Rubber Man, or I Rubber remember. Face. I don't remember. It was called Rubber Face. Yeah. And um, he he did, like, a 
like all the same kind of stuff that he did in Living Color, but it was in a stand-up instead of being in a sketch. Yeah. Um, but you know, the writing on In Loving Color was really good. It had its mm-hmm. down moments, and it had a couple people in it that I didn't care for as much. But you know, David Allen Greer was wonderful. Yeah. The fucking two Wayne's brothers were great. Yeah. Uh, Kim Wayne's was pretty good in it. Um, the Fly Girls, I didn't see the point from. of fucking there Fly Girls. Point, but that's where J-Lo came from. Yeah, but I still didn't see the point of it. It was kind of like the WCW girls, the Nitro girls. Well, listen, listen. I didn't understand the point. No. <laughs> you, see, see, there you go again. They're, they're Nitro it's girls. not even a PC Paul You're thing. perfectly fine. No, I didn't say that there was anything Kimberly, wrong with it. Please. I just didn't understand the point of it. Yeah, I don't know the point of it. It's just... just you know, I'm into like women's wrestling. I like yeah. women's. Re- I loved Glow. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I loved Glow. I like the show that they're doing, yeah. which is very watered down version of what the old yes. stuff was. But, or I shouldn't say watered down. Very it's overcharged PC bullshit, yes. is what it is. It but is. it's it's actually still pretty good. It's you know, Mark Marin is very good in it. And, yeah, he's good. He's great. And uh, he's great uh, Captain Marvel. Is it Captain Marvel in that one? No, no. No. Who is it? I don't remember her name. Allison Brie, isn't it? Is that her? Is she in that? I don't know. It doesn't really fucking matter. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, 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 it, I, I don't know. It's a good show on Netflix. But um, anyway, so back to this. Uh, I highly recommend seeing this movie. Amazon if you Prime. get a chance, go see it. Amazon Prime, it's for free. It's a great movie. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, you know, this and you know, Amazon Women on the Moon. We would have done that if that was free on. Yeah. Because I thought I had it on DVD, and apparently I don't. So I must have only had it on VHS. Yeah. So. Well. I'm just like, I, and at this point, I'm fiending to see that fucking movie because oh, yeah. it's been so long. Well, there, um, another, then I'm just going to just say, fuck it, and buy it on Amazon. There's another movie you're going to be fiending to watch, which is their next movie. What's that? Yeah, it was it was going to happen eventually. Yeah, I, my schedule, I, I, I meant to go check the schedule to see what was next, and Star I Star Wars. Is Star Wars next? Star Wars is next. Star Wars <sighs> New Hope. A New Hope, Episode 4. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, that's right. And now you're not a Star Wars fan. I listen. I don't want to say I'm, a, I'm not a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic. Let's put it that way. I that, I had the just the word fan, uh, but go I ahead. I had the I had the blue. I don't shut up. I had the Blu-rays. <laughs> I had the Blu-rays, but it's not something that I'm like. You know, you have the people who go to the conventions and all that shit, or even the next level down who really enjoy the movies. They were, they were, they were. I have it because it's Star it's Wars. It's not like it's a new thing. Right. You were never a Star Wars Correct. fan. Correct. I loved. Listen, if you had to say, Jimmy, you either get to watch Star Wars, Indiana Jones. I'd take Indiana Jones. Yeah. 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 Any day of the week. Any, right. Any day of the week. And and there's there's definitely deviations between what we like. Yeah. You truly do like Anaconda. Wait. Wait. Okay. We're, you do like Anaconda. Do you've always liked Anaconda? All right. All right. Maybe I have. I, I don't even like it as a spoof of a movie. I just hate the fucking movie. I just hated everything about I, it. I have I have memories of it. You know, when Meek and I went to Jamaica um, several years there ago. There was an anaconda in your pants. No, well, there was. <laughs> there still is. But it's more like, actually, it's more like a garden snake at this point. <laughs> so the, uh, we I mean, I am, throughout the day, I just get trashed. Just right, just, right. 
I mean, that's all you do there. Is drink. Just drink. Yeah, and I'm not a drinker. Roast, yeah. Just roast down the sun. So we get back to the room. I'm, i got to pass out. What's on? And apparently when Anaconda came away, I lost my shit because I was so happy. So I was told. You've always liked Anaconda. You may be playing it down now, but I remember when you were one. younger yeah. that you really dug right. that movie. I when it came it. out, you really liked I it. I did. I did. And you talked about it, and I, I went and saw it, and I just, like, didn't like it. Didn't like it. But, but Star Wars... Now Star Wars, I'm I'm a I'm a fucking freak with You're Star a freak, Wars. I know. Um, I was always a Star Wars guy. Uh, I always thought Star Trek was the like Skywalker white cloth shit yeah. in comparison. Yeah. Now I now I've right, come Star- to like Star Trek, but yeah. I always felt like the two were in competition. I don't know why. And Star Wars was much better. I have no idea why. I don't know either. Have you ever seen the movie Fanboys? No. Okay, well, it's interesting that they have a scene in Fanboys where uh, they're showing, like, the Trek, the Trekkies against the Star Wars oh, yeah? guys. Like, there's a whole big thing about that. Matter of fact, like, the whole, you know, to get into... Um, the whole point of the movie is to see episode one, you know, to, oh. to, to break onto um, Lucas Estates and see episode one before it releases. Ah. So the the big like payoff is when they go to the Trek convention, they talk to William Shatner, and Shatner's the one that ends up giving them the plans to so Lucas's mansion. That. I have seen that. Like it, you know, and that's a, there's a whole scene to that, but it it's really good. Um, but it's it's kind of just weird, like how there's always kind of been this in rivalry. my mind more than anything else. There's that competition. I don't get it though. I don't. Well, there, well, there's still that competition between like the X Men and like DC for me. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, I always I don't know why initially either. I felt like I was kind of betraying DC and Batman. When I watched the X Men movie, I don't know in the back of my fucking mind. You were betrayed. Who the hell knows what's in wrong with me? Benedict Arnold over here. I don't understand myself. I don't understand. I don't get it. But yeah, Star Wars: New Hope. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. Should yeah, it should be interesting because you're really into it. And I'm gonna purposely find holes in it now. Dude, I I've seen it a million and a half times, and like. I I have no problem shitting on the acting. I have no problem shitting on the the Harrison plot Ford. holes. Harrison Ford's awesome. Um, I've never been that kind of person where I I look at it and say, "Oh, this is the best film ever made," because yeah. it's not. It's got it's, its major flaws it's to older. it. Um, it doesn't change the fact that I still love it. Oh yeah. And that fucking Greedo did not fucking shoot first. Fuck anybody who says Greedo Fuck shot first. Does that? The guy in the wrestling crowd. Yeah, dude, uh, that was so fucking funny. So anyway, that was really funny. Um, sorry, it's a little as, bit not as now. funny as Batista loves oh, fish sticks. Fish sticks died dead. Damn God damn, oh, that was dead. one of the funniest. Oh, guys. That was WrestleMania twenty yeah. or thirty two or something I just like that. Seeing there, and we're just like I don't know. It was a couple years ago when Batista was in the main. <laughs> <laughs> and we were watching that at your old house, and yeah, was... they had the sign that just said "Batista loves fish sticks" out of fucking nowhere. Actually, I don't even think Batista was at that WrestleMania. I think it was like the either the no, year before or the year there, after. Was he out there looking at the sign? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just remember that sign. It is one of the best signs I've ever seen. 
ever. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No. It's so goddamn great. <laughs> I mean, where does that come from? <laughs> where? I don't know. Like, like, if he did, like, commercials for fish sticks or something, that would be one thing. But it's just, like, out of nowhere, he's just, like, Batista <laughs> loves fish sticks. And there's a picture of him. It's <laughs> so fucking great. <laughs> I, right. I, I actually want to go back and... Now I did. I got to find it now. Because that was an outdoor one. Whatever it was, it was outdoors. Because yeah, yeah. I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, God, that's that goddamn pic. That was so good. Anyway, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah, please. Subscribe. Yeah, please. Um, Facebook. We're all over the place. Facebook, Twitter, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. I start looking at YouTube this week. Yeah. It's going to get a little bit hairy with that, but we're going to be on YouTube hopefully by uh, end of this, the winter. Um, it's going to take a little bit work on my part. But uh, anyway... Make sure to watch I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, Amazon Prime. But next, next uh, two weeks from now, well, actually, it'll be next week because this is the end of the Next week is Star Wars. Big, big movie. Yeah. We have, we have some killer ones lined up now. Yeah, we have Star Wars. Big ones. But we, yeah, I think we, we really need to consider after, because we have the next four months lined up. Yes. Um, we're up through July, I think. No, we're up through uh, May, end of May. Is that it? Yep. I thought it was more than that. I thought we went through more. But last, it doesn't matter. I have the schedule at home. I just don't have it here. The last movie that we have lined up is Jaws. But we definitely, what we've been missing is a hardcore gangster flick. So we really need to consider a Godfather or a Goodfellas or... We'll do Goodfellas. Um, or maybe like even Mobsters. Dude, I think Goodfellas would be a good one to do. Goodfellas is wonderful. Let's do Goodfellas. We're going to do good Goodfellas. Yeah. Probably after. Goodfellas is a wonderful fucking yeah. flick. Or Casino. Casino. I definitely have my my issues with Casino, but I do like Casino. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do Goodfellas then. I love Goodfellas. Dude, I do any I, of them. I love Goodfellas. There's there's very you know. God damn, I love Goodfellas. Yeah, Goodfellas was wonderful. It was just great. So. My son, believe it or not, my son just asked me about Goodfellas the other day. He was asking me, he's like, I know that the Latanda, Latanfo, Latanza heist took place. Is it actually in the movie? I was like, no, they don't actually show the heist in the movie. It's just, it happens. It just, it's the whole point of the movie, but it's never shown yeah, in the movie. Shown. They show the aftermath of it. Right. Anyway, thanks for listening. We will see you next week.